Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Well, hello, Emily. How are you? I am fantastic, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Oh, good. Another week has gone by, and we are back here at Shock City Studios. I know. I know. With another bottle of fantastic wine. And with another, another spread of great goodies. Right. And and to top it all off, another amazing, amazing guest. How blessed are we? We are very blessed. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, sometimes I say, I walk around going, pinch me. But no, no, don't really pinch me, you know. I mean... I sometimes, pain. you know, don't mind a pinch. Again, Emily is sharing way too much so early in the show. Like, like we're supposed to lead, we're supposed to build up to that, Emily. Oh, and now you okay. are. She's All like, right. I like a pinch. And she's not talking a pinch of salt or a pinch of pepper. She just likes a little pinch. I mean, no, I like it all. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. See, I'm already taking my scarf out. Woo-hoo. The temperature is rising here in Studio yeah. B. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm doing quite well. I'm, Wonderful. I'm, I'm enjoying our wine. It's very tasty. And, I know. Uh, yes, we we cracked this bottle a little early so that we could get some tasting notes, and we've actually started enjoying this bottle before the show, which would lead to why Emily is talking about everything that she likes. <laughs> done. Just just a pinch of wine is all I need. <laughs> Emily's a lot younger than me. I need a bottle or two, maybe a case of wine, you know. That's oh, all goodness. I need. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, just a little, hey, 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 stay awake. Stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. we need we should be serious. Our listeners are out there. Yeah, like, it's wondering waiting. what's going on. Who's our guest? Like, what's like, our what wine? Are they doing these days? I I mean, this is crazy. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, in- introduce our wine and our guest. Emily. Okay, so <laughs> we are drinking an Italian wine today. Um, this this label can be pretty intimidating because it's it's you know if you, just take a look at that that word right there, Michelle. What do you think? Susumaniello. You did such a great job. Yes. 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 Susumaniello. Yes. Susumaniello. Yeah. Maniello. Yes. So uh, that's an Italian grape. It's really a a bit of an oddity out there. There's very low production of this grape, which is pretty exciting to to get a taste of this. The producer's Valone. And um, this is a it's 20- probably Valone. Probably, yes. You're better at the Italian than I am. Valone. Uh, this is a red wine. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. 2015. Oh, my Lord. I guess she I should not. She was drinking way too much before we started recording this episode. I guess I should not have those precepts, should I? Yeah. You, yeah yes. Uh, new policy. Okay, no precepts. This, ep- this episode going forward. <laughs> no precepts for Emily. <laughs> I can have all the precepts we need. Yes. But not for you. Yeah. New Fair policy. Enough. Fair enough. All right, board of directors have agreed upon it. Okay. Okay. All right, we're in. <laughs> but anyway, in. it is a 2015 Susu Maniello, or uh, an American in St. Louis would say Susu Maniello, <laughs> Salento, in Bog to Gladio. 
Vallone. Yeah. And you'll know what exactly we are drinking. Well, we will definitely share a picture as we, we always, always do. do. And we yeah. always have the wine listed in our show notes. But um, And this is from the wine merchant also. Absolutely. Yes. This tastes so good. Is it more than $15? Because no. really? No, this is absolutely in that $15 price point. Oh, it is so tasty. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that this is very, this is Italian wine, but I, I, I find that this is representative of like, a, you know, a northern, northern Rhone kind of style. You know, it's peppery, it's spicy, it's floral, it's dry and tart. It's very, very interesting. I, when I, you know, in smelling this, I, I get a lot of black currant, blackberry, uh, some leather and uh, some earth and black pepper and paprika and licorice. It's very complex. On the palate, I'm getting some pomegranate and tart cherry, a little cigar box. And I just find this to be extraordinary. And we just opened this, you know, uh, yeah. what, 10 minutes ago. Yeah, so, I saw you. Yeah. so I'm very interested to see how this progresses through our show. Oh, but the question is, Emily, are we going is to actually let let it <laughs> last to the end of the show? Because it is so tasty. I'm like, I know. it's fabulous. I'm wondering what else you're going to drink because what else is left in the bottle? I'm happy with. Right. Oh. right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's that good, people. It's yes. that good. And and it's a it's a grape that I've never heard of before. Yeah, it's very obscure. And it the, was, in fact, I believe, almost extinct at one point. Yeah, yeah. And, wow. you know, I've, I have not done a lot of research on this particular grape. This is my first experience with it. I do know that it's very small production. And the fact that we have this here in the United States and that we even have it here locally is pretty special. And it's $15. Exactly. Yeah, that's that. I, I know where I'm going tomorrow. Yes. I'm going to the wine merchant and I'm going to get me a couple a bottles of this. Yeah, it's it's a great price point. This is something you could bring to a dinner party and feel very sophisticated. It'd be great you know, with food. It's a serious wine. You know, so. Isabel, Isabel uh, Raymond is our guest. And uh, just, yeah. I just wanted to point out, Isabel, that Emily continues to talk to me about bringing these great bottles of wine to dinner parties. <laughs> Intent. And, and, my, and my reaction is... Oh, why? Why would I want to get rid of this great bottle of wine? See, I haven't... And she's like, there's a wine karma fairy. And, you know, you're going to get better at it, Michelle. But yeah, it ends up just being more expensive for me because for every bottle I give away, I want to keep. So I I need to buy two or a case case. or two cases if I end up going. Fortunately, I haven't had to go to a whole lot of parties lately where I need to bring a bottle of wine. But I do, I do believe in wine karma. You do. And I do also believe that this is, I mean, in that price point where just get, get six bottles of it, you know, <laughs> if, if that's in your budget. And then that way you can have some to drink now. I you can five lay for this. me and one for somebody else. You know, abs- absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then the five for you, you can have like, because we talked about a few weeks ago how, how, Sometimes we like wine hoard. We're like, oh, yeah. we can't drink this because we only have one. So this gives you a chance to have one now and then like, you know, have another one soon after because you'll be like, oh, that was so good. And then you can lay down the rest. Yeah. And this yeah. will this will hang on for a while. This is definitely very, very good. I so. agree. It's like uh, life is too short. Drink the wine. Absolutely. So Isabel, tell us your, your tasting notes. Well... I, it's very good. I haven't had a drink in a little in a little while now, and I've been um, 
just taking it easy. And I try to stick to whites for most for the most part. And I told you I could I could easily do a red. And I'm glad <laughs> this one because it is amazing. I think it's going to be the wine that gets me back into drinking red. Oh, fantastic! It is so good. Yeah, it's not going to last this this episode. <laughs> it's not. We are going to have to talk really, really, really fast <laughs> to get everything we want to talk about in on this episode. I or know. We need, the three of us need to promise each other right now we'll sip it. Let's sip. Yes, yeah, let's sip it. This is a sipper, not a slammer. Let's sip it. So this what happened, Isabel, use. that you loved reds and stopped drinking reds? I think because I, um, so I have the opportunity to hang out with um, people who have lovely wine cellars. Oh. And they when they invite me and they share their lovely wines with me, they kind of ruined me for my little Trader Joe stuff. So I figured oh, that right. I can really drink some whites and some rosés easily um, during the week or on the weekend and uh, save the reds for very special oh, the, occasions or I when see. they're very special. Otherwise, I just found myself getting headaches or I feel like once I've had these amazing wines, it's hard to go back. To go back, but mm-hmm. for the whites and the rosés, it's not so much. Uh, maybe because I haven't had the, the the great ones, but I think I'm very happy with what I drink on a regular basis. Um, but for the reds, I kind of mm. took a little break from them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so here I am at, at these conferences, and and they have these special dinners, and they're two thousand dollar bottles of wine. Oh, that's so extraordinary. You're, you're going wow. It's it's. Um, I can see and so they how let you're me, spoiled sip it. a little bit. No, no, I just get to sip a little bit, or, yeah. or you know, if I'm invited. But wow. um, well, okay, I'm going to do a shameless plug here. Um, you know, we we do on our website keep track of the wines that we've tasted and have tasting notes on our blogs and so forth. And we really have a we do have an like it's a focus of ours to keep our wine in that fifteen dollar and under price point that yet perform at a very high quality price point. Well, you nailed it. This is fantastic. So, um, you know, after we're done, we'll we'll have to pull that up and point you into some directions that could be good daily drinkers for you that might help you get back into the swing of things. Yeah. I agree. Because this, I mean, this is fantastic. I'm surprised. (laughs) I was on a Monday night. (laughs) Here I am. Give me the bottle. Let me go. Yes. (laughs) Near the fried chicken place. And here we are having having this fantastic. This is the first I've ever seen this bottle. Yeah. And uh, I definitely am. I'm grateful to Jason, the wine merchant, for this recommendation for us to try it because it is. Mm-hmm. It is going to be added to my already growing wine cellar. Your cellar. So, Michelle, tell yeah. us, have you had time to figure out what what is the Michelle description of this wonderful Italian wine? Girl, this wonderful Italian wine is a wine that can get you into a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> I love it. If you are not, if you are not uh, diligent and disciplined, it can lead you down some paths Mm -hmm. that might seem like a really great idea, but uh, maybe maybe you might regret in the morning or not. Mm. Mm. It's it's, it's light, but it has such flavor. And that's the thing that's kind of confusing me right now because it's it's very, um, it has a lot of characters to it that I can't even describe. I'm not going to pretend that I can describe them, but it's, um, it's complex, but it drinks very, very, it goes it's down easily. easily. It's it's um. It's like it's like a a pair of. It's like a it's like a pair of panties that are held together by a string. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah. yeah. If you drink enough of this, there's no strings left. <laughs> yeah. All right. So listeners, be be you know forewarned here. Right. Yeah. FYI. <laughs> And if you are drinking this by yourself on your couch, watching Netflix, I highly recommend Juventus First Team because they're all Italian soccer players and you can like enjoy what's on your yeah, on, on, the, on the big screen and while you drink this uh this Italian wine. I mean, I'm just it's just, you know, just yeah, just a recommendation. Yeah. Just a coping for those of us that are going to be drinking it by ourselves. Yes. So, you know, as you were talking about this panty that's held together by a string and um, oh, this, the, you know, letting letting your inhibitions just kind of flow immediately. Is it inhibitions? Is that right? Yes. It made me think of, of course, our great guest here. And one of the Lack first... Lack of inhibitions? Co- yes. Okay. One of okay. the... One of the... the, the conversations that we had when we first had an opportunity to share wine together and and talking about one of her great passions which is pole dancing yes yes <laughs> you have to say the yes with it <laughs> yes. how did you get into i mean so this is purely recreational right or yes 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 and so how did you get into pole dancing for fun you know, I just, I was lucky enough to walk into a studio one day and find a great little studio and it changed my life and it changed my life for the better. I met amazing people. So it's not just the pole dancing, it's the community. It's everybody who's involved. And, um, did you know, you were searching for pole dancing when you walked in that studio or what, what did you think you were looking for? You know, now looking back, um, I, I was, I was very vulnerable and I needed something that was going to, I needed to feel brave, I guess. Mm. And I'd Mm -hmm. thought about it for a while, but then one day I just, you know, I I walked in class and I remember I had to sign a waiver, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like any good things in life, you have to sign a waiver. (laughs) So I was signing a waiver and I put down, um, it says, you know, who do we call in case of emergency? And I put my, uh, my, my best friend's name down and I texted her, just say, Hey, by the way, I just had to put your name down for um, my emergency contact. I never told her what I was doing or where I was. And she said, careful not falling off the pole and hurt your head. Oh. And I, <laughs> I said, wow. how did you know? She's she like, pole I, you, I said, I had a feeling you were going to go there. And so um, wow. I started with a few classes and just, it felt like home. It felt like a place that I wanted to go to over and over and over again for the, for the, for the workout and also for the challenge and for the people. Did you ever have, um, were you body, like, conscious? Like, what was it, for me, like, I would go, you know, like, I'm, I'm kind of I'm a modest person. So, like, that would be a great exercise in opening me up physically. Like, I'm, I'm the person. She in likes the, to be pinched, but she doesn't want anybody <laughs> to see her right, while she's right. being pinched. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I'm being pinched behind closed doors, right? You know, right. but you know, I'm, I'm very shy in a swimsuit and all those kinds of things. I think a, a practice like that would be very freeing to just be like, here, here I am. It is. So I'm French. So um, oh, that does, I don't you're mind. very different. <laughs> I yes. like it's, it is what it is. And you know, you go to the beach in France and um, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was not my issue. Um, although when you walk in and you realize everyone is, is half naked, then 
you just, it becomes normal. Sometimes yeah. it's even so, so weird that you, um, when you leave the studio, you have to put your clothes back like, on. Oops, I forgot my clothes. I forgot to put your clothes back. <laughs> um, so I think for a lot of people it is because you can, you know, when you now I see like the newbies come in and they, mm-hmm. their first classes and their, you know, tank tops and little shorts and they kind of look around and they see the other people who are, you know, wearing what they're wearing. Um, you know, and you need, you need fl- the idea of, of you're not naked in class, um, but you have, um, you need some flesh to, to hold on to the pole. That's the idea oh, because okay. you need, that's, oh. that's, that's, that's the reason. That gives you the grip. You right? need a grip. So yeah, yeah, clothes, you slide down. So that's the reason why you, you, so you have little, um, you can have little shorts um, and a sports bra is fine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, um, so it, but it is, it is vulnerable for a lot of people and, uh, and you can see that. And what's one of the best things is now that I've been there for, God, I've been doing this now for, for six years. Wow. And, uh, uh, well, now when I, you know, you take it for granted that you're so comfortable and then you see, um, you know, people who just start and after a few weeks and you see how they start standing differently and they're just so comfortable in their own body. And I think that's the beauty of the pole community is that um, you have all body shapes and sizes. Um, uh, you know, you can be whoever you are and you are welcome the way that you are. You have Very people like the who burlesque are, crowd. Very in much, that. and a lot of there's a lot of cross uh, pollination. A lot of people who do burlesque do pole cross pollination. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh. Cross pollination, um, and uh, yeah. So there's a lot of the same community um, who who do both, um, and yeah, it's just it's such an accepting place to be. So it was a very safe place to be vulnerable, and then and you were feeling vulnerable, and you were looking for some place to be safe. And you were drawn to the studio. I, don't even, you don't I can't even tell you. I don't. I just said I wanted. I wanted to do this. And why? What have I waited for? Yeah. Um, and I needed a little bit of courage to go. I guess try. Yeah. Um, and have, it just. I guess I just stumbled upon um, this group of people that. Um, it's been wonderful. Have you perf- have you performed? I have performed. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, the, I've, I go to Michelle Minks uh, Minx Academy on South Grand. And uh, is she, that the same? Is that the old floor where floor was? That's the old floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my mom, my mom, her old ballet bars from her dance studio in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She like gave the lady who owned Floored her ballet bars. So those are my mom's ballet bars. You know, it's really funny. Is no. that one of those belly bars is in my house right now? Get out of town. <laughs> so, so they were moving some things around and I you said, You have one of my mom's belly bars? I have one of your mom's belly bars and wow. I had it refinished. Actually, I refinished it myself and I had it installed and it's in my basement. Wow. And, you know, it, and I bet you it's a belly bar that I actually use because I, I taught for my mom in the, in the studio in, so in Tulsa funny. and took classes from her too. So I bet it's exactly that one that I stood at and did my plies. Oh, that's so funny. It's such a small world. And that's what I love, you know, and dance touches every, everyone's had an experience with dance and whether it's ballet or, mm-hmm. or jazz or modern, um, you know, it just, I think it opens up this, this. It's just expression. weird that you're on my podcast and you have my mom's ballet I know. bar in your house. That's that's really funny. Yeah, and when your mom and your daughter and I, were here, right. we talked about we talked about dance. dance yeah, and that's growing um, up. And yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's episode thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly, but it's called oh. uh, Three Generations. Mm-hmm. When oh, we had my so mom funny. on and my daughter. Yeah. So yeah. So there's still two of them there, and I took one um, to uh, Michelle gave it to me because we're going to install some stall bars. Okay. Um, in that stall space. bars, stall bars. What, what is um, that? You know, they're kind of like they look like a ladder that you put on the wall with some um, one coming up 
a little out, and so you can pull yourself. Oh, and you can do. Um, you must have extremely yeah. strong upper body strength. You know, you have to start somewhere. So that's you know one of my pet peeves when people because I, I want to share this with the world. I'm like, please yeah. come pole dance. It's the best thing ever. And um, and people are like, oh no, I don't have enough body strength. I'm like, well, he, you'll build. <laughs> neither it. did I. Yeah, <laughs> I start, you have to start somewhere. Yeah, so just come. You know, there, no one expects you to you know do inverses. You know, well, that, the again, first day that goes back to what women we always expect to be the best at everything we're going to do from the mm-hmm. moment we start. You right. have to we be a beginner. And, right. and, you know, one of the best classes I do or I, I'd like to take is the beginner classes again. I'll do them in heels because I'm not great in heels. So it's always nice to start new, uh, to do old moves or simple things wearing wearing um, mm-hmm. these heels. six or seven or eight inch heels. It's a lot different than doing what it What was barefoot. it like the first time you performed in front of an audience? Oh, my gosh. The first time I performed was, um, I you know, I had to be convinced to do it because that's... So I don't mind being half naked in front of people, but it was difficult to be in front of a crowd. I don't like being in front of a crowd. I did mm. not want to have the... Really? So yeah, so that was not my thing. Um, I was very nervous. And the only reason I did it is because uh, a woman in class, her name is Pam, and Pam just turned 65 this year. Wow. Pam was 60. She was like, I'm going to be 60. And I said, Pam, you have to do the show. It's uh, the Extravaganza. It's one of the biggest pole oh, shows yes. in the country. Now, lo- here is that it's, it's here Lola. Lola. Yeah. Yeah. That's Lola's, right? No, that's is, Michelle Mix. So oh, the Mix oh, okay. Extravaganza. But okay. Lola was the MC. Okay. Oh, that's right. When she was here, yeah. So yes. again, small world. Um, and and so Pam, I said, Pam, you have to do it. She's like, oh, I don't know. Would you do it too if I do it? And that's <laughs> I said, okay. Well, if, so wow. we held each other's hands. Yeah. Um, but again, there's all body types and all, all ages. And so you know, Pam, Pam is 65 years old right. and she's upside down. She, I mean, right. she's so amazing. She's so strong. Um, and so it was. Um, it was the best thing I've ever done. Uh, you know, I had all my friends there, select friends. Yeah, I was going to say, know, not, not only your friends. Yeah. But all the friends that, that were, would, were supportive yeah. and that I knew. And it's so funny because all the photos that, you know, I had, we, there were professional photographers there and all the photos that I have, I had the biggest smile on my face the whole perform. I could not hide my joy. Uh-huh. And my friends, oh, I'm going to cry thinking about right now, like the joy I had just, it was so freeing. So that to me, was the most freeing thing. So it wasn't being in class. It was like being, you know, it doesn't matter because you don't, I'm not doing this for other people. I'm doing this for me. And it made you very happy and your friends could recognize that joy they when you, were, they watched they you, were right? crying. Like, I mean, everyone's crying. There's, it's all the emotions. Everything's, everyone thinks you're going to a pole show and you're, yeah, it's fun and it's sexy, but there's so many emotions and everybody just puts their heart and soul and they just like emotional vomit on the floor um, for everyone to see. There's no, you're, you're hiding nothing because you can't hide. There's nowhere mm-hmm. to hide. And I think that to me was the lesson. That was my first time really being completely vulnerable in front of, I'm saying the world, but that's how it It felt like. like. And to me, I said, you know, if I can do, if I can be half naked in front of a crowd and dance, um, I can do anything. And so it made me better at my job. It made me better because I can, I I went to school for a long time to do my job. Um, Mm -hmm. But all of the... um, the fears of being judged or that just all went away. So now I'm just being me and I got better and I got promoted and <laughs> just get wow. so much better. So total all because total empowerment for yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the people there too. I think there's also the the, the group of people who are so accepting and um, see you for who mm-hmm. you are and not for who they want you to be or what they expect you to be. 
And you know, that's what one of the things I've I've loved about this podcast is when we talk to uh, so many amazing women here in mm-hmm. St. Louis, and we get to touch all of these wonderful communities that are happening, and the acceptance and the empowerment that is happening right outside all of our doors that we just don't we just don't see it on like right in our faces, but it, it's there, and it's exciting to be in St. Louis when all of this is happening. Right. Well, and it's been going on and necess- and for a while, but I guess it's it's exciting to learn of it. And know it's there and it just continues to propel me to be a great advocate for our city and our, our region. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just such a, I mean, we like to, we like to um, make fun of ourselves because we can be a little, you know, people will look at our areas, you know, real conservative and white bread and, you know, gloves on our hands kind of a place. But, you know, you remove that thin veneer and it's very thin. We get all kind of texture and all kind of depth, and uh, in our art, in our dance, in our music, well, and yes. we are so lucky. It's it's so true, you know. I, you know, St. Louis is yes, we're a midwestern town, and it would be very easy to um, consider us a conservative. You know, just like okay, yes, yeah, so our, our state, state as a whole votes red. You know. Right. But I am so proud of St. Louis and, you know, we've got great innovation happening here and technology. The art is amazing. And I love how how strong this community, the burlesque and the, the, the community and the people who are putting themselves out there. It's very vibrant. And I think we are leading in these areas, which says a lot about the opportunities here. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. And the people that you've met, you I'm going to venture to guess that had you not walked into the da- that dance studio that day and signed up, you might not have ever run into these people in your at that point in time circle of of influence. Well, I still hung. I mean, I still did Naughty Gras. I mean, there's a lot of fun, you know, gritty right. things in St. Right. Louis. And I had seen Michelle perform so many times, but never, I never thought that I would be... Know her. Know her and call her a friend and just be able to um, to, to do, I mean, the little things that she does. I'm not, you know, she's been doing it for a long time and she's so good. But, you know, um, she's she's a great teacher to... Um, you know, to do it your way. She's not. Yeah. She's she's not going to be like do it how I'm doing it. She's do it. Just yeah. find the way that works for you. And so, um, when you look at someone who's so good at what they do, and I'm not very um, uh, physically. Uh, I'm not an artist. I, I don't know how to dance. I'm not flexible. So it's been a challenge for me because I'm very good at, you know, my day job and I'm head smart, you know, I'm book smart. Um, so when it comes to anything to do with my physical body, it's hard. So to me, it's always also a challenge to be able to um, connect and learn how to move my body and how to make it do things and push myself physically when that's never th- something that I did before. In a safe way. Right, well, and in safe, <laughs> safe. Well, you know, community. Like, you right. signed the waiver, so it I signed really the waiver. Matter. So, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> if you fall, yeah. it's on you. <laughs> yes, yes. But there's also, you know, because you know, there's a lot of people. If they go to the gym, they get intimidated, and there are some studios out there that can be very intimidating because people are good. And I've taken classes with people. You know, they have people who travel around the, the country mm-hmm. and the world to give pole dancing classes, and I've taken some. Uh, some workshops and sometimes it doesn't work because they're too fast and they're very mm. uh, unforgiving. Mm. 
and it's yeah. it's like two, three, four. And if you don't get, and I'm not coordinated, and I'm I can't follow quickly, and I fall behind, and I'm not used to falling behind in my real sure, life. Sure, sure. <laughs> so yeah. it's, that's the. So it makes me more patient with people too, who are you know when I work with people and they're not quite quick yeah. and it makes me like maybe they don't understand give them right. a little more That's time good. because so it's teaching I'm, you other skills as well teaching me so many skills have you seen other have you seen people get seriously hurt um well they all survive they're all fine <laughs> okay you're right well I mean <laughs> I mean it's like anything it's like you see people downhill skiing at some point you're yeah, gonna fall sure. yeah. or you know? football players are gonna get a concussion I mean it's sure. uh, so I, we have mattresses it's fine I have I have a I have a friend I have friends in Italy who's who okay so my friend's sister but I'm friends with her too Elena their daughters I'm sorry Elena's daughter, their nieces, they both pole dance and they are 16 and 11. And they can like competitively pole dance. And uh, they have installed in their living room a pole so that the girls can practice when they're done doing like, you know, their homework or their something. Their physics that, uh, yeah, yeah, homework. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was absolutely impressed when they showed me some videos last summer when I was visiting and they're like, look, at this is what um, Gaia was doing, you know, in this one competition. And then of course there was a woman who was like older as well. I, my, uh, uh, parental uh, concern was, is this an appropriate exercise for a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old or 11? Um, but then you sort of, you know, forget because I'm just looking at the athleticism of it. And I and I could, could, I could tell the difference in how a 12-year-old moves and a 16-year-old moves and a 30-year-old moves. Because, you know, when you are 30, you know your body and how the curves are. And, and, and there's a little more supple. It's a little more... Um, a cat-like, a little more feline, you know, versus when you're younger and it's a, it's this routine you're doing. I, I felt like the older you get, the more the sexuality can exude in in the pole dancing. But what it, I mean, these are just my thoughts. I I was wondering, have, do you see young people doing this? What are yeah, so, I, so in the studio, you have, to, you have to be 18, I think 18 or 20, oh, okay. I think 18 to, to come in um, at this place. But, you know, yeah, I see a lot of competitions. You know, there was aerial Olympics that were in St. Louis, uh, I think last December? No. A while ago. Um, and you have your lira, your um, your silks, and your trapeze and pole. And you had a lot of, you know, younger people. Um but, you know, it's like I look at gymnastics I mean, you look at the, the parallel bars. It's just a vertical one. OK. You know, it's yeah. just I don't really see the difference. And remember when I was a kid used to watching the Olympics, I mean, I'm going to age myself here a little bit. But, you know, there used to be women who like actual women do gymnastics. And mm -hmm. now there's they're just teeny tiny little little yeah. things who like who there's not a lot of femininity in it. Or they just they're just tumblers. Mm -hmm. And there's, I, I don't see as much dance as I used to when I was a kid. I remember seeing a lot more dance, a lot more taller gymnasts, and yeah. now I don't. I haven't seen that again. I haven't really watched a lot, so um, maybe it still happens. I just don't see it as much as when I was a kid. You know, um, not not to sound prudish here, but there, you know, gymnastics and and the the, the poles and the beams and so forth. They're they're done as a as a sport, whereas um, the pole. It's most commonly seen in strip clubs, or, which or are there for, you know, sexualized pleasure. So 
you know, you know, I I love I love this new take on it that it can be this art and that there's physical exercise and and the empowerment. I love hearing all about that. But you know, to your point, Michelle, about is this an appropriate exercise for someone under eighteen? You know, knowing that it's it's most frequently aligned with a sexual desire and not a one of expression. That's this was was in Europe, so you know Mm -hmm. the ideas there are a little different than they are here. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if there are many twelve-year-olds and sixteen-year-olds doing pole dancing in Europe. And maybe again, the studio that I go to, I think you have to be a little older. Mm -hmm. But I would just you know challenge that and say well you're someone else you're putting your own thoughts onto yeah, this right. and i could say stop it it's the same thing as i'm wearing a short skirt and you're going to sexualize me for wearing a short skirt stop it that's your problem it's not mine so yeah. you want to sexualize pole dancing that's up to you it's not up to me so i'm i'm not going to defend it and i'm not going to say that um yes that's what it is and and hide it's mm-hmm. going to be more um it is what it is for me and you can choose to accept it or not yeah, as, sure. as that, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't like when people say, well, I just do pole fitness because I don't do the, I say, you know, stop it. <laughs> so they stop don't, just they, they have, they think they have to put a qualifier you, you have this, on you know, there. And I think, you know, one of the, it'd be great if you can have one of the, um, the instructors here to really talk about the history of it. And I think Michelle Minx would be a fabulous person to have on to really talk about the history of the, and the evolution of where it came from That'd and be where it's going because I I think I'm I'm not the best person to be yeah. talking about the history of it because um and it's I'm just kind of a someone who came into it I'm not an expert and I'm not um someone who's had to live and fight the, for it. the for you're it. just it, you're um, there for what it brings to you and your I'm life. There for, I'm there yeah. for pure. I'm I just happy that. it was an opportunity and it was an option um, in the in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You know, because I knew there were studios in New York and in Los Angeles and in Chicago. But to to find um, to find this little gem mm-hmm. in in because it's not it's one of the best you know best, this is, best kept secrets. I think we you, have so many best kept secrets here. There are here. some amazing things here that, you know, people, we just don't, we're not in your face about it. We don't hide it. And I don't want to share it with the world. I want to keep it for, for our little group because, you know, you're more selective of who you want to, um, to yeah. come in because it's so special that um, you don't want people to, to come and bring their own thoughts and start bringing it down, you know? Well, I mean, okay, so... By all means, I was not trying to offend you. I was sharing oh, no. <laughs> a view, a potential viewpoint, and exposure. I've heard it a lot. I've heard it so yeah, many times. So yeah. It, so, but exposure, so people could actually see this other side. Education, right? Educating people on on the reality that you see can only help this grow as a resource for others. I've right. tried for, you know, six years since I've been doing it. At first, I didn't say anything because it just it was my thing and I didn't want to share. Um, and then as time went on and I felt more comfortable, um, I I started sharing, you know, people I work with and what I do. You know, I'm not going to share pictures because that's um, a little Very too Very personal. Not, but, you know, yeah. now I show pictures and, and mostly a lot of the men, too, that I work with. Um, that's been interesting. But I'm, I figured the more I normalize it and the, for them— not for me, for them, because for them it's hard. And the first time I said I do pole dancing, the looks I got oh, of I'm like sure. the wow. you could see the wheels go. But what what do you mean? And and I don't understand because you're not this. And they all the thoughts that they yeah. had put on on strippers uh, or people who are sex workers they they couldn't 
put that with me, and they just didn't know what but to you're do. You're such a nice girl, and, right? But, Something like that. That's but what they were going. But you're a professional. You're a doctor. Right. What are you doing, doing this? And right. so it just didn't fit in their mold of this doesn't fit in the category that you're supposed to be in. And I'm just here to say, well. Those categories don't exist. You created those. Or society made you look yeah. at me that way. I mean, you look at this, these, these women this way, and it's not. And so I do it very uh, matter-of-factly, you know, just, oh, you're just like that. And, and just, look, it's fun. I love it. And so don't put it down. And now, after a few years, they... You know, you still get the little looks of like, are you still doing the pole oh, dancing? Sure. I said, yes, I do. You want to see my latest pictures? I'm so proud of this show. And you know what it did? And I just kind of... You took the power I, away I, from them and, and shaming you about it yeah. by saying, of course, I love it. I and love it. Thanks wait. for asking. Yeah. And now, it, it it you know, I think the more people who you do that, it. the better. I yeah. own it. It's not, it's not your thoughts of what I'm doing. It's what I'm going to share what I do. So, yeah, I agree. There has to be more... I'm not going to say ambassadors, but there just has to be more I people who have word. to who have to say it. And it's more now on TV. I think you know Jennifer Lopez is doing a video now. So watch all the classes, beginner classes, and right. every start booming. Start up booming. <laughs> um, so did any of these men feel maybe more at liberty to be more flirtatious with you or no, inappropriate no, with I, you? This, by, there's nothing you can no. say to. I mean, I think. Okay. I'm just, yeah. No, I think it was just the look. It was mm. um, um, that they could not put the two together. Because mm-hmm. they, they, they had always equated a pole dancer with a stripper in a seedy place on the you know on the other side of the river at late at night with my friends, and I don't remember too much tomorrow, right? With you, professional doctor who I interact with every day, you know, they, they, how can you enjoy this? Or like, what's, oh, so I yeah. want to know more. And now at some point, it's not, it's, um, they just accepted that it's, um, it's normal. Like we're not, we're not too different. There, there's not this type of women and this type of women. Exactly. There's, there's is women. It, it's like the Madonna and the whore and, complex. Yes, it is. And, uh-huh. and you know what? And just because you think she's a whore doesn't mean she's a bad person and you should not respect her, mm-hmm. you know? So there's the other thing too, because you know, you don't, you shouldn't look down on people who do this either. Right. Um, who, who are part of the oldest who, profession in the world. Well, right. Right. Then you should respect it yeah. too. So I think it's, and I say all the time, I have a lot of friends who are sex workers and, uh, and pole dancers and strippers and I I think it's great you know I think it's you know they I they deserve as as the same respect as anyone else and um very very fair okay I think this is a good point for us to refresh our glasses because we are definitely in need we've we've actually made this first class last a lot longer than I thought we might so let's pause take a little break let's get it full again and continue the conversation fantastic Okay, this one is Susu Maniello Salento is a very beautiful part in southern Italy where um, the sea, the water is like the Maldives, the islands. It's a really, really wonderful place for a holiday. So think about it. And you are as beautiful as always, and have a very good night. And we're back. We are back, Emily. With full glasses, we can enjoy wow. and sip slowly, sip ladies. Sip slowly, because we still have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we um, do. Yeah. And in fact, I think 
Isabel, you, you had said something so perfectly as we were going into break. You had said something along the lines of, of oh, you might want to refresh my memory, but, <laughs> but yeah, some men just, I don't Take advantage, like have an, have an, like disrespect sex workers. Yes. And some men just disrespect all women. women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some don't at all. There's still, you know, yeah, some oh, who don't. Of course. But, you know. We're not man haters here no, at all. Ab- but absolutely not. No. Not at all. Um, yeah. So when we we met with you before and we were having lunch and you, you shared with us a, a pretty intense story about your trip to New York with a wonderful girlfriend of yours and it goes along the lines of you know like disrespect for, towards women and i and probably that whole like uh, objectifying and objectifying mm-hmm. and then like this this shock in your mind like i can't believe this happened to us mm-hmm. you know i'm in my I'm over 30. I'm in I can't my 40s. Believe- I'm okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my 40s. I can't believe this happened to us. But let's share a little bit more with, uh, if you are okay with sharing okay. this story yeah, no, with our listeners um, about your trip to New York. Yeah, so I, I go to New York a lot. Um, I used to work there, so I'm very familiar. I feel comfortable there. Um, I can take the subway. I mean, I'm, I'm very comfortable yeah. there. I used to be there three days a week for years. So um, very comfortable and a girlfriend of mine. Um, it was her birthday, and she had never been. I didn't realize she'd never been, so I said, "Well, just come with me. I have to be there anyway for um, for work, and just come meet me, and then we'll spend the weekend." And I was so excited because you know she's um, single mom, um, you know works hard every day, you know of the week, and she just does all by herself. And she just had a really um, tough year, mm-hmm. um, tough year and a half, I should say, just kind of getting back on her feet and just starting a new life and uh, post divorce, post divorce, okay, you know, yeah. uh, separation, and yeah. just you know just getting back on her feet and just new life and uh, you know the daily grind gets to you and if I have the opportunity to just put a little bright uh, sunshine in her life and people like that, you know, I just, I, 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 I can do that. I can invite yeah. people to, on trips with me and, uh, and we were looking forward to it and we we're going to do all these things. And, um, yeah. What was, what was, uh, some of your targets? You're like, well, so oh, I told be- her, I said, I, do you want to, cause we only had two days, so we mm-hmm. barely had enough time. So I said, we can see a lot of things or we can just focus on a couple of things. And she said, let's just kind of focus on a few things Love without that. having to go and rush around like crazy. Um, so we were, going to stay um and uh, and soho and um just kind of walk around Fantastic. um and yeah. she wanted to just see, take it all in really just take it all in you know go to dinner um and we said one night we can go to neighborhood dinner and then we were going to go to meatpacking um to like mm-hmm. a fancy dinner and uh just get all dressed up and just have fun yeah. um and just kind of walk around i said let's just walk in certain neighborhoods and see where the day takes us as opposed to seeing land you know it. she's like she didn't want to see any museums again because we don't have we only a lot had, of time we had right? 38 hours i think yeah. not even two full days and so she um she she showed up on the friday evening um and then we had rented a little apartment for for the weekend and we I took her to a nice little neighborhood restaurant it was super cute um she has a food allergy so she's allergic to fish and so she just tries to stay away from all all things fish. And so we're in this restaurant, and the server comes up to us, and he uh, he's trying to give us the specials. And he said, I'm sorry, I have an allergic to shellfish, and um, they're doing something in the kitchen, and I feel like I need to go take a Zyrtec. So he walked away, and we're like, well, she is allergic too, so whatever is mm-hmm. happening in there, make sure yeah. that she doesn't get that. And so he's like, no problem. I, you know, I got you. I'll take, I'll make sure you guys don't have any cross contamination or things like that. So wow. perfect. Yeah. We have a good dinner. We have, um, we have a cocktail. 
and then we have a bottle of wine for the two of us. And I drink more than her. <laughs> were you still in your red phase then, or is this a white wine uh, this, you were drinking? I think we were drinking white wine, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and so you're talking about a bottle of wine for the two of us and a cocktail to start over four hours. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, sure. Very slow pacing. Super slow pace. And so it's the weather was pretty bad. And so I said, let's just go to, I'd, I remember this little Italian restaurant that had karaoke um, in the Italian section. So I said, let's go there. It'll be really fun. And we show up and... There's just um, nothing happening there. So I said, well, let's just go to this neighborhood bar because it's cold, it's raining, and we just need to get out. Mm -hmm. So we go to this little neighborhood bar, nothing special, and we just sit down and we talk and just kind of absorbing and just, you know, chilling yeah. out. Happy to be there. Just happy to, happy be, to be there. Yeah. yeah, it's just um, it's a, it's a, just a, a little sure. it's a nightclub. It's just a little bar. Yeah, a little yeah. neighborhood bar. And so these, uh, these boys... And I say boys. <laughs> I don't even 20 know. years, you're Barely junior. 21, yeah. barely, if that. Borrowing somebody's ID to get there. Kind <laughs> Just of that, so that young. Age. And, and I'm yeah. laughing because I'm like, I'm in my 40s. And yeah. I said, child, what are you doing? Um, but it was funny and amusing, and I'm kind of laughing. Yeah. And, you know, my friend, she has, you know, she's post. Uh, you know, separation, and so it's you know, if someone wants to flirt with her, I'll let her. She's have, loving you know? it, yeah. right? Well, no, she's, yeah, it's, no, she's it's laughing okay. too. But I'm like, I'm not going to stop it because yeah. we're just talking, and they bring their friends and talk, talk, and so uh, we're both having a drink. Um, and then the one of the guys, and I remember this guy, this kid. I swear to God, I felt like he was a kid. Um, he looked like the you know the kid from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. The little yeah. boy, but grown, yeah. up. grown up, barely grown up. Okay. That's good. And I just, I said, oh my God, the kid from Jerry Maguire's flirting with us. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just, and just silly questions like, you know, what do you guys do? Where are you from? And I just, yeah, stuff. The I'm basics, like, I want to hang right? out with my friend. But I yeah. said, you know, just let's just um, be polite, you know. Right, right. Because that's what we do. You, that's what we do. We cannot be unpolite. And, uh, and so at some point, the one of the kids says, uh, do you guys want some shots? No, he said, what, what kind of shots are we doing? I said, I don't do shots. He's like, let's do some shots. Mm -hmm. I was like, what are you talking about here? He said, like, either vodka or tequila. And I said, well, okay, well, I'll do vodka. And my friend said, same. The bar where you're sitting yeah. to where he's sitting is the bar. The distance. The dis It's really close by. He went, he got drinks. So we're talking like 10 feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe, right. Bare, maybe, yeah. maybe right. ten feet, and there's not a lot of people, so I can mm -hmm. clearly see him getting the drinks. And he comes back, and he has a tray, and he says, "Here are the two drinks for you." And these are, and he didn't say these are ours, but you know, clearly yeah, he took the other right. ones. And so, uh, in my mind, I was um, Wait, like, "What?" Little bell went off. Yeah, but then I just. I'm like, he's a child. What is he going to do? Just, he just wants he's to make sure interested. I know I have the vodka. And I, I thought he yeah. said, because they got tequila and we got vodka. They're both, they're all white drinks. And regardless, I wasn't drinking it anyway. So I just, I had a, I had had a vodka soda um, at that point. And I just, uh, when they did cheers, I just cheers. And then I just threw the Ran shot in death. my empty glass. And he saw me. He's like, hey, you're supposed to drink that. I said, I don't take drinks from strangers, sweetheart. Um, and then, uh, but, you know, I wasn't thinking anything of it. Mm -hmm. And then my friend, she just had a sip a little bit and then she put it down. And, you know, as, as we felt more comfortable with them, we're talking. And I actually started sipping a little bit of the, because I just put it in my, my drink. There was ice yeah. in it. I take a little sip, um, but it's still watered down. Um, but still, at some point, I go to the restroom. I come back. I see my friend. She's like, oh, my God, this kid just kissed me. I said, what did you do? <laughs> and she said, I told him I need to throw up. And then we walk out. Mm -hmm. I grabbed her. We I'd called an Uber or Lyft, and I get in the Lyft, and uh, 
And she's like, oh my God, I think I need to throw up. Mm. And I said, I'm like, like seriously, you did not drink enough to, yeah. for you to throw up. And so she's she's like scrambling to get the door open. Oh. She's like, open the door, open the door now. And then she opens the door at the red light and she throws up. And wow. so I'm looking at her going, I've, yeah. I've known her for years. I've never known her to do this or see. And we didn't have that much to drink. Right. Again, now it's two o'clock in the morning. So you're talking about right. a bottle of wine, two cock- three cock- two cocktails each over eight hours. Right. So it's really with, not, with having had dinner and dinner. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm thinking, oh my God, maybe there's a food allergy. And so um we stop another red light and she has to throw up again. Oh and then we get goodness. to the to the apartment and I I have to carry her. Oh. Um and I'm, I'm So like, she's like at, at this point like not being able to stand up on her she's own. She's okay, but she just kind of falls on the couch and I'm looking, I'm like, what is, what is, what are you feeling? And she said, I can't feel my lips. And I said, what reaction do you get when you have a food allergy? She's like, my throat shuts down and my, I can't feel my lips and my tongue gets big. And so I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God, she's having a reaction yeah. um, to, to, to food maybe. Right. Um, but the, she's, like, like maybe she's the guy still, had like shrimp on his mouth. And I'm stuck maybe yeah, with like, the food that we had before, right? Mm-hmm. Or or when he kissed her or something. Would I, that is it? Is it transferable? I didn't even. Th- I didn't even think. I'm just trying to. Yeah. She's still speaking to me normally. Okay. She's not okay. slurring her words. She's just saying, "I just need to lie down." I had to take her boots off because she couldn't yeah. even move. And so I'm like, "Is she? What's going to happen to her? Is she okay?" Yeah. So I put on her side, and I'm you know, making sure she's breathing. I, so I yeah. couldn't sleep at all because I'm just trying to You're make sure she's uh, okay, and I don't want to take her to. I mean, she's Urgent sleeping. Care. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I just Call said she'll be fine. Yeah. She'll be fine. And then the next day, you know, next day, a few hours later, you know, I, I we're talking, and I said, "How do you feel?" She's like, "I think I was drugged because." Yeah. Um, she was I, roofied. She was roofied. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, so she had to stay in bed all day. Oh, and I'm happy just, birthday, and, right? And I'm just like, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, I'm too, like, I, I like, wow. I remember going to college and thinking about this all the time, and I just haven't thought about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm always, you know, I guess in the back of my mind because I never take drinks from strangers. Yeah. It's been taught, but I, unless I'm, I can see the bartender give it to me, but I just could not believe for the life of me this is happening. Oh and how gosh. dare they do this to those my? Little, fr- I'm so mad. Shits. Those, I just want to go back and fight yeah. them and tell you, bring my cousins with me because, <laughs> you know, I was telling some guys that I work with, and they're like, "Did you report it?" And just started laughing report what exactly what do you want me to report i think that there are a few things you could report you could call the bar that you went to and you could identify prove it well it's it's more putting them on alert so i i i had an experience um in seattle actually and I was there for work, and um, I always had my process when I was traveling. And I, you know, I would, I'd go with my journal, I'd go with a magazine and a book, and that way I was properly prepared to entertain myself. But I'm naturally kind of social, you know, so it doesn't. No, I, no. I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we're working on bringing her out of that shell. It's a good thing we have wine. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would also be okay with making friends, you know, and so I went to a place that I, I, I loved, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting at the bar because I, I knew the people that worked there behind the bar and I'd have a conversation with them. And so I strike up a conversation with this, you know, the person that's sitting next to me, who's friends with the people who work there, who's friends with the band that's playing. And so I felt comfortable talking to this person because, you know, we all kind of know the same people. 
And I was not drinking. I had an early flight the next day. I I just, I wasn't drinking. Um, but a uh, similar kind of thing, like the tray of drinks come out. Here's your water, you know. Yeah. And I drink, I start drinking my water. And I'm like a very, like maybe an inch of my water was gone. And I started feeling this overwhelming urge to lie down. Like I like, you know, I was like, I've got to lie down. Like, okay, what's happening here? You know? So I've, I figured it out. And here's the thing. So the guy kind of gave me the creeps a little bit at one point, because you know how, when you're meeting somebody for the first time, you go through the same kind of conversation. Oh, what do you do for a living? And what do you do for a living? You know? And when, when I had asked him about what he did, his answer to me was, I get by, mm. which I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to say. I get by. You mm. know? And so anyway, you know. So start, what did you start, do when you had to lay down? Did you like get up and excuse yourself at that point in time? This is exactly what I did. Okay. So I actually left my book, my, my magazine, my journal. I left it on the bar. I grabbed my purse and I knew that there was an exit door by the ladies room. So I picked up my purse. I said, Hey, I've got to use the restroom. He he he. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. You know, not, not, not clue anybody I, in that, you know, something's going exactly, on. Exactly. And I intentionally left my stuff there. Okay. And then I left through the exit door and I called a friend, um, on the phone and I was like, Hey, I've been drugged. This is my address. I'm walking back to my hotel. I remember calling my friend and I remember leaving that message. I do not remember getting back to my hotel. And I have basically very minimal memory of the next 30 days of my life. 30 days. 30 days. So I went to the doctor, you know, because I noticed, like I made it home. I don't know how I made it home. I made it home. I even played in a symphony concert. Like I have no recollection of playing in that symphony concert. It's like, you know, it just wiped my short-term memory. And um, so my doctor's like, yeah, that's ketamine that you you were lucky that you made it that you recognize what was happening and got it out because that was had you had more like of if you drank your whole glass of water dead, would you be dead you dead. would be dead yeah and so you know when i look at that scenario that freaked me out by the way yeah you yes. know on Rightfully a lot of so. levels yeah. freaks me out right now yeah i i thought okay so really this person Either A, wanted to kill me, right? Or B, this is, I, I felt like, honestly, I feel like had I had I fallen into the situation, I would have been a victim of like sex trafficking or something because, you know, to go. It was his MO. Right. To say, oh, I get by. Yeah. And then like give me a water that's clearly, you know, it's very scary. So it was, it was a, a terrifying thing. And. I did actually call that restaurant um, after, and I, you know, well, did you get your stuff back, in, or you just I never, left it? I just left never it. Never saw it again. Mm-mm. And I, I did say, hey, I was here on this night. I was talking to this person who's friends with this person who's friends with the band. I was drugged, and you know, I explained the situation. And I said, I know I can't prove it, but just keep a lookout for this activity. And I did call the police also. So what did they say? Well, we can't really Actually they took it very seriously. Really? Okay. Yeah. They they 
took a full report. They were like, we're going to investigate this. I never did hear back. But mm-hmm. but everybody that I talked to was like, okay, this is something we're going to watch well, for. I don't have anything nearly as dramatic as your story or yours, Isabel. But I, my comment is I was uh, watching this band play um, several years ago. I'd love to go see this band. It was one of my favorites. And there was a group of us who were always sort of like always together on Thursday nights. It's like, oh, it's our support group or whatever. And um, one of my guy friends that I met through this, through uh, being groupies of this band, um, one night we were at this bar that doesn't exist anymore here in St. Louis, but he was like, Hey, you, 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 you might not want to stand by this other man who, who would just kind of like come over and stand by <laughs> me. who's tall or whatever. He always would try to engage me in conversation and stuff. And, and my friend, um, my friend Walter was like, you might want to just, you know, just, you know, cause he roofies people. Oh my God. Right. So, and I looked at him and I was like, well, thanks for letting me know. But then part of me was like, why aren't you guys doing something about right. him? You guys know that he roofies people and we're in our forties and you know that this man roofies people and you, you mm-hmm. men are not standing up and taking him out for that. And you're, and you know it and you're and just you like, know and you know it and, 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 and you and think you're, not- you're doing me a favor because I'm your girl. I'm your, I'm a friend who's a girl and you're like, Hey, you might want to move away from that guy. Keep your drinks to yourself. Cause he roofies people. But the, would they, I'm sure they would have been, how many times have they no seen him? Me. That makes no sense to yeah. me whatsoever. How many? It's like, why didn't? Why don't you guys take him out back and beat the shit right. out of him? Or and tell call him, to, him in and like it's exactly. Not, oh it's like God. why? Why do you let him continue yeah. to do what he's doing? Yeah, why you're do you let him? And you're co- accomplice at this point. I'm sorry, yeah. you're an accomplice. Accom- you know this is I didn't happening. Think what of you? That. I you're didn't an think accomplice. Of that. Yeah, this guy is a sex offender. You and know, you're an like, and you are, and it's so okay shitty because they like, sometimes they just go in and they drop roofies in your drinks, and they don't, they don't even stay to see the the craziness or the the havoc that's going to happen to your life. They just do it to fuck you over. Oh, really? So, so that's so. I mean, there's, there's some people, there's there's some people that just want to sabotage. Like they just go out there to do it like that. So, so yes, women, men, you guys have got to keep your drinks to yourself. I mean, what? But it needs to be taken seriously. And and this is not. It's not an offense that should be. Oh, okay. Well, we'll look into it. Nothing happens. I mean, I heard a story um, a couple of days ago because I was at uh, at work and talking to these uh, again, telling our story. And um, this colleague of mine said that a physician got um, drugged, but they gave her fentanyl. Oh my they put God. fentanyl in her drink, and she was lucky enough that she's a physician that she recognized she it. And they take yeah. me to the hospital right now. They had to give her Narcan to revive her because she could have died. She could oh have died. Someone God. gave her fentanyl. So this is that, that's murder. Yeah, uh, this it's point, attempted so murder. It's attempted murder, and so it's it's not funny. It's not something that should be joked about, and it's something that should be taken seriously. And the fact that you know some men are are aware like, are, of other men doing it. And I even talked to one of my bartender friends, and I said, "Hey, so." Um, and I told him the story and I said, do you, you've been working in bars for a long time. He's like, I have never seen it happen. I said, are you guys into it? Do you have, you know, what's the, mm-hmm. what's the story? And he's like, I have never seen it happen. And I looked at him and he said, doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I'm just saying it. Sure. <laughs> I just, yeah. I believe you. They're not I just, seeing it. Yeah. I just, I don't personally see it. So either they do it very well, but he's like, I've never seen oh, it happen yeah. in a bar. Um, that he's worked in. That he's worked in. So yeah. I went uh. to, um, a, a club in Paris and um and they give you your drink with uh, a lid on it 
And my friend and I, you know, we were there and it was, it was, it's quite a club. It was a, an amazing experience, by the way. So I'll just give you a little highlight. So here we are. There's thousands of people in this club and it's multi-level, you know, and on the ground floor in the center of the ground floor, you know, this guy's really dancing. I mean, it was a special, like he's a really good dancer and people were watching him, you know, and he's wearing this leather jacket and he's all cool. And then like one swift move, he takes his leather jacket it off in a John Travolta kind of move, you know, (laughs) and exposed underneath is this tank top that has the American flag on it. And the crowd went wild. (laughs) They were like, whoa, you know, it was something to see. So we're having a grand time. And my friend and I, you know, we get invited into this like VIP section, you know, and so these guys are like, oh, here, let's, oh, you need a refresher. So they take the lids off our drink and they start pouring stuff in it. And we looked at each other like, I think they put these lids on for a reason. Maybe we should not drink these, you know. So we went back up to the bar and we're like, yeah, we're going to exchange these drinks. Let's just get a new one. He's like, what's wrong with your drinks? And we're like, oh, well, these guys poured some stuff. I, you know, we're just, we're, we're not sure. We don't know them. And they're like, they were freaked out about the fact that somebody opened the lids off our drink and poured stuff into it. And they're like, they know better. They're not, they, those guys got kicked out wow. for doing that. Yeah. France for you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> at least they take it seriously. Right. right? Yeah. No, but it needs to. I mean, I, I think I decided after this experience, because, you know, I, we tried to do the best of our weekend after that. You know, my friend was stuck in bed for... Uh, most of the day on Saturday mm-hmm. and then finally came out a little bit. We walked around and then we were leaving Sunday. Uh, but, you know, but, you know, we're just kind of forced to, okay, just move, move on, move forward. It's done. And there's not much we can do about it. But I decided from that point on that, you know, how do we have these conversations with, with God, you know, we yeah. need, we need mm-hmm. everybody to know this is not okay. And I don't want to go out about it being angry. Of course I'm angry about it, but that's not going to change how it's harder things. to it's, accomplish, it's harder things, to accomplish right? something by just saying and I don't want pity I just want people you know who who know me and care about me to be like that's not okay and I'll watch out and then to kind of spread that and just say you know this it's scary because I don't know what's happening to my friend I don't know what happened to her and it took me hours to figure it out you know and and think that that's affected our whole weekend I mean it's like mm-hmm. someone's well, moment it's of it's affected our moment forward and from you know this. it affected you for like, at least I mean your whole life oh. but like, like 30 days you lost I mean for me, like, yes, I had the short-term memory lost, um, the 30 days, which was gone. But I actually had short-term memory problems for a good six to eight months afterwards. And and the other effect was I was terrified to travel. And yeah, I was I terrified to travel by myself. I was terrified, which is when I got Iggy Pup. Okay. I got, I got my dog as kind of like a, a travel companion to give me something else you know, other to do than just go to the bar, bar, right? I I was like, I'll just, I'll go back to my hotel room. I'll play with my dog. I'll, you know, but I was very, I was terrified to travel. It affected me for a very, very long time. And, um, you know, ultimately was one of those things that, you know, was a part of me leaving that, that company that I had worked with because they were very, unsupportive of the fact that when this happened to me, I wanted to take time off of work and they did not want me to take time off of work, you know? And I, I was, I was very emotionally traumatized by it. 
Yeah. And physically. As, as you should be, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that's the thing. There's such long-term consequences that people don't talk about, you know, and what Absolutely. kind of made me even more pissed me off, quite frankly, after mm-hmm. is, you know, when I go back to the, I go to Pole Studio and mm-hmm. place where we can talk and share all these things. I said, you know, this happened and, and all the girls there, everyone had a story. I'm similar. Isn't everyone that had a story. And I'm like, this is not okay. And they're like, oh yeah, girl, you just, you throw up on that stuff. And oh yeah, this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me. And I'm like, enough, enough. I oh mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of hearing every woman go through these things and it's like nothing and it's, and it's not okay. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, all I can do is, is share with, with men to, Mm-hmm. Be a, like, not be like, oh, watch that guy. He's going to roof for you. Like, no, arrest him. Like, call exactly. him in. You're, don't exactly. be an accomplice be to this. Be angry at him. Be angry with me for because, doing that to, and, to the and people because, you care about. And not even people you care about. To people. To people. Yeah, you're right. Period. You're right. To women. Yeah. Period. Or to men. Because actually, some guys do it happen to them. So they get roofied yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, this is to me is just, it's so dangerous. And you don't know what you're popping. You don't know what you're doing. Like you said, he if you had had that whole glass of water. would have died. Yeah. And so um, I just had a tiny bit of it, you know. You I know, just think that it's amazing that you had the presence of mind to say, I don't take shots from, I don't take drinks from strangers. I mean, that is like, that is mm-hmm. seared into my brain because I, I can tell you that I have taken a lot of shots no, from strangers. No, I do. If, I, if I'm at the bar, that's no. why I sit at the bar so I can see the bartender right. giving it to but me. I'm, but I'm just saying, yeah. is that I, I think back to like the number of times I've had, oh, sure, we'll do this shot, that kind of, and, and I am so grateful that... That has that experience has not happened to me. Now there's been crazy things that have happened, but none of it has been because I was roofied. Um, so I'm very grateful, and I'm knocking on wood because I don't I don't want to ever feel that way. Mm-hmm. But you had that presence of mind. You had the presence of mind. Mm-hmm. I need to go. I need to leave right now. And and I I I want to. Like I guess I want to know in my heart of hearts that I would I would recognize that. Oh, but, you and, yeah, and yeah. I don't know. And maybe not, I mean I don't I don't know I mean, because you're, if you're if you yeah. have too much, I mean, or if right. you have, if you had really thirsty and you chug that glass of water, who knows, right? right. So I don't think there's. Um, it's just just be always extra vigilant and on our side, but also. Um, call people out, and I think you know I'm. Go- I decided I'm not going to call that bar, but I'm going to go back. Yeah, and talk to them in person because a phone call. I don't know who I'm going to get right. on the phone. Right, they're not going to. I'm going to. Yeah, and because the bartender knew them too. Did knew you guys voice. get any? Oh well, there you they go. Knew, they knew them. Perfect. So perfect. Um, yep. You know, I, I'm just so curious about what's going on with with the person who does that because, you know, we've had Power multiple conversations about consent and all of those, right? I, I, you know, he's a fuckwad. I'm just okay. Well, I was just gonna say, I mean, most, most men, right, want to have consensual success, 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 well, that too, right? (laughs) They want, they want their sexual experience to be positive. They want both partners to feel positive in it. You know, like, generally speaking, I think as a whole, that is the desire. But so often, that is, you know, we're, we're, we, we go through these experiences where it's like, okay, had had someone been refeed and then taken back home, that person is not 
having a positive sexual experience. It's not about That's sex. just rape. Not, you don't think about, it's about, it's, it's you know? not about it's, Listen, it's power. I know a lot of horny women out there who are willing to have sex. <laughs> so if you want I mean, go out, there's a lot of people out there who would willingly consent. Yes. There's no reason to do this. And it's not about sex. It's about mm-hmm. power. It's about saying, I can do this to you. And what are you going to do about really? it? It's to, yeah. make, it's to put you down. It's to make themselves feel better or stronger or powerful. powerful or yeah. because So whatever, it has nothing to do with sex ever. It's to do cause, really because many of them don't even they'll do it to you and they'll walk away and then now you have you you don't even know that you're dealing with the ramifications of an action that somebody who doesn't who cares little for your existence drops something in your drink and you know they've gone on to the next bar they're dropping another drink and they're gone on I mean they there are and then like so let's just say or even on, if they do a lot of women were probably going to consent to it. Anyway, anyway, but yeah. then you decided to do that and you didn't have to. So it's yeah. not about trying to get somebody. It's about power over them. And then then how many women have have had the like I guess had the, the like if we could qualify like like a really good result of being roofied was your friend who had you to take, you know, you took her home and you made sure she was okay, right? But how many people don't even know they've been roofied and the next thing you know they have a DUI? And they don't know how they got to that point to be pulled over because the last right. thing they remember, they were going to dinner, right? Oh. And then, then, then you, the person who has, or you know, the 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 DUI person now has to deal with everything that goes along right. with the DUI, and that little piece of shit person who did that to you is out there doing it to other people. Oh, that is so and, just... And, and it's insidious, and it's awful, it it's... and it's and again, it's about power. It's about, I can fuck with you. You know, and I wondered, because, you know, the kid, I mean, he's such a kid. He, he looked like the kid from Jerry Maguire, awfully, so I could not stop which laughing. Is that, which is and why you know I, what think, I wonder. You know what I wonder? Because I was laughing, and I wonder if he was like, I'll show you, bitch. I swear, I had that you feeling because he he was he was so young, and I wasn't laughing at him. I wasn't. I'm just you like were just the whole situation. What are you doing? We're two moms. We, we can Go be away. your mothers. Exactly. Yeah. So I was kind of more just laughing at the situation, um, and then you He's know, diabolical. So, if he reacts, I, 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 no, I, I think thinking he was pathological. Probably, like it's just like yeah. this is like a yeah. psychological. Like I'm going. I'm going to show you, and then you know, I so I felt fine, and I did have a couple of sips, you know, as the night went on, but. I just, you know, to me, I'm like, well, they probably just roofied her. But then I'm like, well, why would they just roofie her and not me? Right. That makes no sense to me. But, but yours was all watered anything, down. But, and, you know, and it, you who know. knows? So, yeah. I mean, I, but I felt Yours fine. was a bad tablet. I, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what happened. But clearly she was. And um, I just, but I, I felt horrible the next day. I felt, so, I, I feel guilty because I took my friend to New York City. And this is what happens to her. So I feel horrible. I feel guilty. I feel like I let her down. I feel I didn't protect her. And how is she she today, though? She's she's well. I mean, I'm not going to speak for her. No, I mean, mean, she's she's a trooper. But you know, also it's it's hard to kind of. I would check in with her and say, like, are you? Do you want to talk about it? Mm. How long ago was this? This was last um, October. Okay, so not too long. October, yeah, Yeah. very recent. Um, But. Oh, it's just awful. It's awful. And it doesn't have to be that way. You're it right. Doesn't, you're like, I, mean, you're like I know, I know well, a handful, tens, dozens of women that would do I, it yeah. consensually. Right. Listen, you if don't... they were nice, maybe we would put out. I don't <laughs> right, know. Right, right. We were up there a good time. drug you us all the time, you know. I'm curious about where they get these drugs. I mean, seriously. Like, I, you know, <laughs> you know. Internet? Right. 
I don't know. I don't know, I don't know but sure it seems... It's easy to get... I'm sure it's easy to get done. I know. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's take a quick break, yeah. and then we come back. We want to talk about your book. Oh, gosh. Oh, there's so many amazing... And yes. uh, a couple things, and we'll kind of like Sounds wrap fabulous. it up at that point in time, because we just have like three sips left. I know. And I'm yes. doing the best I can, Emily, not You're to drink at all. serving. Yes. <laughs> let's take a quick break. We'll Sounds be right great. back. back we've got we have emptied that bottle we've split it up among all of us here at this table we've had some great conversation we've covered sex drugs are we going to rock and roll next (laughs) oh i don't know i think let's just go back to sex oh that sounds good let's go back to sex or or you know something more fun i don't know um but i do shoes shoes shoes? sex shoes uh, sex in the city um isabel you not only are an accomplished pole dancer, <laughs> but you are an author. I am. And you wrote a book called The Shoe Diet. Indeed. And you published this back in, I'm looking oh right gosh. now. What? I'm scared to say. It was. I feels like it was yesterday. It was, it was yesterday. But it was a long time ago. No, the copyright. 2007. Oh, that's, mm. that's not, that's like 12. That's not too bad. Um. That is the, that was the wrong thing to say. Not too bad was the wrong thing to say. But no, that's quite an accomplishment, you know, to, to publish a book. And the shoe diet. The premise is. Could you mind telling us? Sure. So it's it's. Um, I wrote this based on my experience um, to quit smoking. But when I moved to the states, um, I moved here in two thousand and three, and I was watching the news all the time. And it was always like, here are the fad diets, or here are the diets you need to do, and here are the five things you need to do if you want to lose weight. And it's always the same five things. I'm like, why don't people just do it? That's what right. you need to do. Right? <laughs> right. It's hard. Um, yeah. And so, you know, what are the two things you need to do? I think you guys gave me a, a, a interesting response last time I asked you. But generally, when you ask people, what are the two things you need to do if ever you want to lose weight? Move less, eat. No, move more, eat less. Exa- yes. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, watch what you eat and, and exercise. So calorie intake in, out. So um, every, people know that. They just don't want to do it because it's hard or they don't well, know. Well, it's an incentive program. Oh, it's, it's just, it's, it's hard to change your behavior and what mm-hmm. you do every day. So the idea behind the shoe diet was, um, well, if I tell you, you, if you start eating better and exercising, get on a healthy track, you will start losing weight eventually. And in, you know, three to four months, depending on, you know, what your goals are, you'll start looking better. It's, it's a long time. It is. It's, it's a long time and to it's like, commit to something you're not seeing. Days. It's right. a long time to see results. We, our society that wants things now. We actually just want to walk through the door and already be done. Exactly. Like going it's, through the car wash, you know, like, yeah. So the idea behind this is like, okay, well, so if I tell you you need to do a few things this week and at the end of the week you get to get a pair of shoes, will that change your behavior? Oh, it would definitely change mine. So, so yeah. that's the, it's, it's rewarding yeah. your long-term goals. With your with short term rewards, nice, and nice. it's just behavioral modification. So I have an undergrad in psychology, and I just applied, you know, a very simple uh, behavioral science. And actually, I was listening to NPR the other day, and there's this new thing called Noom. Have oh you yeah, I've it's seen the that. same thing. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> that like, on, oh, on Facebook. Excuse me, yeah. I had this like 15 years Hello, ago. You just but buy it's my not new. <laughs> but it's not new, and that's the thing. You know, it's it's changing your behavior, and so yeah. all the chapters are. You know, I tried to make it fun because when you try to convey a message to somebody that's difficult to hear. 
like anything we've been talking right. about tonight, right. actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm not saying you have to sugarcoat it, but you have to make it in a way that people will hear you. Mm-hmm. And to me, the way um, I could hear things is if I've got some dangling shoes in front of me. And so I think a lot of people <laughs> I, are You're like, I'm watching. I'm, there I'm they listening. Are. <laughs> if I can get those after, I will do whatever I can. Yeah. And so it was the idea to make it fun, to make it light, but really to get the point that, you know, you're worth it. You know, everything I've done in my life really kind of, you know, the pole dancing and, and just, mm-hmm. um, you know, respecting or like taking care of your body and yourself and your mind is all, you know, respecting yourself yeah. and taking care of yourself. And no one else is going to do it but you. You know, you can cheat on your diets, you can do all these things, but you're cheating yourself and right. you are worth every effort you put into yourself. And that's part of the book, too, is, is you know, rewarding yourself. And the, I, I didn't have to lose weight. And now, now we can talk about it. But um, back then, you know, um, I was a smoker. And that's and my parents bribed me. They gave offered to give me money. I have a PhD. I know smoking's bad for me. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I could not quit. And then finally... Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to do something about it and not say I'm quitting smoking. Just if I don't have cigarettes today, I'll get to do this. And if I don't have, you know, so I just went day by day, week by week. And now, gosh, I'm going on, going to go on 16 years that I quit smoking. Oh my gosh, that's great. So Uh, never had one since. And so... um, I wish I'd known I was smoking my last one. I would have enjoyed it a lot better. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I've I been 16 it. years cigarette-free as well. Oh, I um, didn't know that yeah, you I were a smoker. smoker um, but, and I quit with every pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And my last pregnancy, William, I didn't. I did not take it up anymore because my ex moved. He left, and so I didn't have a smoker around me. Okay. And I, I, um, I kept thinking about the. You know, I didn't want to be nursing my newborn and have all this. You know, the smell of smoke on my body, and him to take that mm-hmm. in. And so. Um, and there would be on occasion, I don't know if you experienced this in the in the last 16 years, but like early, like the first few years, on occasion, if I had a cigarette, it would be like, oh, I miss it or whatever, or I'd want one. And then something like switched and I had a cigarette one time and I had like a a violent physical reaction. Like I I got sick wow. and now it's like, like the thought of smoking cigarettes, I would I will I will have that same physical uh, reaction to it. It is vile. Was that before, or after, during your? It was cancer? way, way before, way yeah. before the, okay. way before the chemotherapy. But my son, he will, uh, he was, um, he would say things like, "Well, I saved your life, mom," <laughs> because I got That's pregnant sweet. with him. I'm right. like, well, yes, you did. Yes, you did, William. <laughs> and I, I can, you know, and I, and I also look at women my age who are smokers, right? And I look at like their skin versus my skin, yeah, and I'm great skin. So thankful I quit. You know, it's like, um, but I, uh, I was, you know, I don't think you were pregnant when you quit. You nope. quit without that. I mean, it was almost like it was easy for me not to smoke when I was pregnant, and it was easy for me not to. Con- not to keep smoking because there wasn't a smoker around me, but I don't know if it had been if it would have been that easy just to quit mm-hmm. with you know like you did. So with oh, the- yeah, there was not easy. I mean, at some point it's a choice, you're, you, and you know, and you know, you're 
cognitively you understand yeah. and you know you have to do it, but it's such a hard thing because it's addictive. It's very addictive, but also it's a habit and it's associated with fun. And I was in Canada and I would go outside in the winter time yeah. mm-hmm. and smoke. You meet the about that. people think, smoking outside. The, yeah, so it's part of, it's, it's just, there's such a thing. And I never thought, I remember thinking, I will never be a non-smoker ever. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I cannot believe I was ever a smoker. Yeah. So it takes, it takes a long time and it is a process and it's a long process and you're going to stumble. And one of the chapters in there too is, is when you when you do stumble, you have to forgive yourself. You don't quit all. You're oh, I smoke now. I'm done. You have to keep. You get back on. You're like, okay, let me go buy a all cart. Right. I will. No cigarette. shoes. No shoes yeah. this week. Yeah, got to return know those no, last pair. Yeah, no. You know? yeah. And so at some point, no, there's a story in there, and I tried to fill them with little stories of my um, like what was it like the Telltale Heart? Was oh yeah. So and there's that's po, one yeah. of the chapters of Telltale Shoe. Because I I had oh. planned on on buying a pair of shoes you know one week and um and I smoked mm. and I still bought them I'm like ah screw it I'll, you know <laughs> but then every time I saw those shoes I was reminded that I yeah, cheated guilt. and I never yeah. wore them and so that's me you know and yeah. and I think a lot of people are gonna you know they'll, they'll they'll yeah. know what I mean when I say that and they'll feel it too but um it's just you're cheating yourself and the idea is you're trying to be better for yourself and you know you can say oh my god I I cheated and you know when people say I I didn't have a cigarette today or I didn't have this cigarette and I had all these cravings and nothing ha- and I didn't have one I didn't succumb no one's going to come and tell you congratulations right. no one's going to come and know the effort you put into not smoking or not eating or or yeah. working out you know what it's it's hard to work out and I started working out when I quit smoking and I never worked out before, um, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah. like I was running. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. But then I didn't want to have cigarettes. Every time I had a craving, I would go running. I used to make sure I had a, sm- <laughs> a cigarette when I was done working out earlier. I was like, all right. As soon as it I was, I your, was it was your this, carrot this, at the end two of the two hour stick. workout session, I'm having a cigarette. This was, you know, like in the 1998 yeah. or whatever, you know. And, and now <laughs> I might think about, oh gosh, you know, for every step forward, I took three steps backward, and and I started smoking when you know cigarettes were a dollar forty a pack. I can't imagine spending the money that people spend today on a pack and of cigarettes. And that's why for the shoot, you know, is you put you put all that money aside at the end of the week. So yeah. what are packs now? They're like seven dollars. They're now. so expensive. So, so if you smoke a pack, even like you smoke three packs a week, uh, three packs in a week, that's still twenty. They're 20, almost as expensive as Starbucks. <laughs> Well, put your well, Starbucks money and your yeah. cigarette money, even your cigarette money. You put that aside for, you know, yeah. and I would tell people one of the chapters is also, you know, it may not be shoes for you, but it's whatever makes you happy and yeah. whatever is not. So it could be watches, it, be it could wine. be CDs, it could be, no, it couldn't be anything that you in, intake. It had to be something that's okay. physical okay. Um, or an activity or something um, that you're not consuming because that was part of it too. Hmm. Um, and also, you know, who you, who you hang out with and hang yeah. out with people, you know. So there's all these little things, how to uh, have a path for you to succeed and to to really understand the efforts that you're making because no one's ever going to come and tell you yeah. how proud they are that you didn't you succumb to, be, to those. You need and to be proud and You need to be proud and you need yourself. to reward yourself. Yeah. And, then, and then after a while, you don't need all the, well, you can always need shoes. And the best part of this, the best part of this book is that every shoe I bought was tax deductible because it was a business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Much like our wines here right? on Clearly mm. Speaking, the podcast. Yeah. Right? So I want to ask, the shoes that are on the cover, mm-hmm. is there a particular significance to this pair of shoes? So that's me. That's me on the cover. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. And I still have those shoes. Um they were, you know, to me, they, you know, I was a graduate student forever, so I had had no money. You know, my $5 yeah. flip-flops were good enough for me that week, mm-hmm. you know. 
But I remember seeing those shoes and um, I saw them, God, I see them on TV or somewhere. And I was like, I have to have, like, that was like the <laughs> ultimate one I published for this book. And it was just, to me, it was like, you were, you worked hard and you deserve, you know, and at the time, remember when shoes like $300 were so expensive and now it's, oh, I mean, it's yeah. still expensive, but now you have like $1,800 for, cra- right. I mean, it's crazy. So these were still decently affordable at the time. And uh, the, I still have them. I will never get rid of them. They are beautiful. They are comfortable. Do you pole um, dance in them? No. Yeah. That would ruin the shoes. Oh, would it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. I got some special okay. shoes for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are just, they're elegant. And actually, they have a, this designer. I tried to get, you know, discounts. I know that never worked out for me. Um, so are they able, are people able to buy your book on Amazon I still? I think there's still or? some on Amazon, but um, they just need to contact you yeah no i mean you should go on amazon there should be still some there um otherwise we can share a link to yeah share uh, a link to it at some point Um, Um, it's been a while the shoe diet.com is that still no no that's that doesn't exist anymore unfortunately that's what happens when you talk about an old book but you know if if people are interested contact you guys and then you can let me know and i'm just happy to absolutely to to pass it on pass it on absolutely yeah that's wonderful. It's a great plan. Well, so. this has been a wonderful conversation Absolutely. tonight. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Thank I you love so much, it. Isabel. Thank you. Thanks for, for everything coming out tonight. Yeah. I know you were a little under the weather this morning, so yes. thanks for rallying. I think the wine has helped everything, including my voice. I think it's. Mm. I think it's the Italian. <laughs> it's the Italian wine. Did you see my hands go crazy too? Like this you were Italian, Donnie like, to <laughs> talk like an Italian, you know? Uh, yeah, and and your hands were going. It was. It's all good. Um, our YouTube. Uh, you will watchers see. Will be able to see that. Yes. Yeah. But uh, we covered a lot of information tonight. Definitely. So, sex, drugs, and shoes. I sex, love it. Sex, drugs, and, and shoes. shoes. Oh, like is that going to be the name? That should I be the name of the episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there yeah. you go. It, it, I'm going to write it. Emily's going to write it down. I got it. I got it, so, ladies. Listeners, uh, I. Uh, I have something to implore that if you guys would please five-star us, subscribe to us, go on our YouTube channel, clearly speaking the podcast, and use every single um, email address that you have and subscribe to us <laughs> um, because we have to hit a we thousand have a subscribers to be considered relevant. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're just a little bit away. Just yeah, a little bit. We'll get there, though. We're climbing. You know, with all of our clitorati that's out there, I know we'll get there. Right. But it is it is important that you subscribe, you like, you share, so that others know that we exist. Yeah, others can find um, us. I know that be- you, you guys love us, but uh, yeah. tell your friends about us as well. That's right. And we want, we want this conversation to grow. So, yes. Yeah, we have so much more to say. We have so much more therapy to get through, Emily <laughs> and I do, and so many more bottles of wine to drink. So, That's But true. if you have something to suggest, offer, respond to, mm-hmm. make a statement about, please, you can give us a call at 812-727-0794. Did I get that right, Michelle? You got it right, <laughs> that Emily. That was by memory, ladies that was, and gentlemen. That was. Or you can email us, podcast at gmail.com. Any of those things, you can find us, talk to us. It would be awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We Thank love you, you. Isabel. Thank, Thank you for you. joining for the conversation. 